0: Hello and welcome to Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears and Carla Lindarte for another episode. How's it going?
1: I'm very good. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm enjoying my first week of the summer of fun employment, which is very relevant to what we're going to be talking today, but I'm a free man for a couple of months.
1: Wow, that's amazing that you can just do that. That's like the dream, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, it is the dream, but it's also something that I've never taken advantage of before because, yeah, I posted a thing on LinkedIn a while ago and contractors theoretically, you know, you pick up a gig here and there, then you take some time off, go traveling, just never really happens. It just seems that you come to the end of a gig, someone else is like, oh, we've got this thing starting in two weeks and then you go to that gig and then it happens again and again. And mm. this is the first time in like six years of doing this that I've actually said, right, I'm just not going to work. And I'm actively not going to try and find work after my last contract ends. So it's quite a weird thing that's taken me a very long time to actually get to this point.
1: Yeah, it's weird though because um, as a contractor, that's what you would think people would do. Like just take more time off and manage their time and but then actually you're not the only person i know who's contracting and never taking like time off i was actually yeah. talking to a friend at work who was talking um, about her sister and she's a contractor and she was in hospital yesterday but then she went back to work today because you know she's a contractor and she's worried about you know not working another day because she gets paid by today and stuff like that so i actually think a lot of contractors put a lot of pressure on themselves like trying to you know um because you never know what's going to happen next kind of thing um you yeah, know trying yeah, to take advantage yeah. as much as possible and you know when it's health related or when you um burn out which is what we're going to talk about today um it is important to have that t- take that time off
0: yeah not to make the whole episode about contracting but that that is the trap right because you get paid by the day like you say so if you take a day's holiday you're paying for the holiday but then in your mind you're also like Oh, yeah, but I'm also paying for the time that I'm not working. So it it takes a lot of discipline, I think, to just cancel that second bit out and just saying, right, this is time off. I'm going to enjoy it. Don't think about the money I'm not earning at the moment.
1: Yeah, It is a mentality, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today rather than just contractors is (laughs) kind of is something I've seen lots on LinkedIn about, I guess, because the algorithm likes talking about it. (laughs) Um, But also there's lots of people just saying that they're burnt out or that they've finally kind of recognized it and they're sorting it out at the moment. So I think it is a bit of a growing problem, not just among designers, but just in the whole digital space because of the kind of pace that it works at and modern life, smartphones, all this kind of stuff adding up, um, which is causing people's mental health to suffer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think, it, I don't know why, but it's this pressure of always being connected and knowing what's going on. Um, it, obviously, in the design space, um, there is a lot of pressure of being knowledgeable and being reading the latest things and always being on top of things and, um, you know, going to the right events and the right conferences. and So you add all of that, you know, uh, clutter to your day-to-day, which is already really uh, high pressure you know if you're in a design environment where you have to turn like uh, turn up with designs like very quickly or running lots of user testing you know um and especially if you're in a consultancy where clients pay you for um a time frame uh you know a particular time frame where you have to deliver something the pressure is really high um Mm -hmm. So they're definitely, I I remember when I was in in my days of (laughs) consulting and agency life, um, there was a lot, a lot of people, and I can tell you like from my own experience, who just couldn't come to work one day because they felt too overwhelmed to do it. Uh Um, So, you know, some people couldn't sleep like someone said to me like I can't sleep I haven't been able to sleep for a couple of weeks um and I can't function properly um you know suffering from anxiety um you know feeling all the pressure of being in a high performance environment um so it is something that companies more and more recognize I guess and there is more um awareness of that and people can actually talk more about it but um still is a problem that is existent
0: yeah, I think it's not just consultancies, it's agencies as well. So even okay. though companies are generally getting better at that, there's still sort of a culture, unwritten rules that the later you're seen to be at work and the earlier you get in, that's kind of a good thing or seen as a good thing and will lead you to promotion, stuff like that. Nobody's actually saying that, but it's still very evident of who the people are staying after work like time after time after time and you know the motivation is probably just pressure that they're maybe inventing in their own minds to you know if the boss doesn't see me here this late then I'm going to get overlooked for that promotion or they won't they'll think I'm slacking off all that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah that's so, so true and I mean in and also as you said it's not agencies consultancies like Google is also an environment where there's a lot of people who are burning, burning out um not necessarily uh, for the life or balance but more from a like a pressure perspective like peer pressure um there's a lot of people who suffer from imposter syndrome and joining google there's this perception of you know you're very smart <laughs> so you you're lucky to be yeah. here because you've been chosen kind of thing right and that Pressure um, adds a lot of anxiety, and I have to say, I, I experienced it, and I still experience it sometimes. Um, you know, like that. You know, given pressure that you're here and you're lucky, and you have to, you know, you have to be behave in a certain way. Um, that really can impact your, you know, your confidence and your self esteem, and and generate a lot of anxiety. So, you know, companies like this, for example, offer like free therapy um, you know uh, free like um, meditation classes and stuff like that mm-hmm. because they realize that it is a problem there.
0: Yeah the interesting thing about it though I watched some dodgy Netflix movie a while called The Circle <laughs> which is it's kind oh, of yeah, a parody. I that as well you it, seen was, that? it
1: was a bit <laughs> shit but yeah I, I like yeah. the concept of
0: it yeah. I did it on the basis of who was in it which is never really the best way to choose a movie but Yeah, so anyway, it's kind of a parody of um, sort of Silicon Valley startups, Yeah, Google, Mm -hmm. Facebook, etc. And kind of not just sort of the work environment, but all the social events and that kind of stuff that you're almost expected to go to, that can give a kind of pressure in itself because it's all in a way designed to make you more ingrained in the company and never sort of let you disconnect from it, you know finish your day at work and then there's some drinks which isn't bad in itself but you're never kind of leaving the work environment really even your social time is tied to the work environment
1: Mm, even the gym is in here like everything is in the same place you know your food is here everything is in like your whole life um, is less of an issue I would say here in the UK uh, especially in the team I work on because the sales team is different to the product teams and um, I think a lot of this stuff is more relevant for people in actual like Silicon Valley and Mountain View where you know they live around Um, there's a lot of people like who finish uni and all they have is you know going to one of these companies who provide anything they need. And that's where their whole lives are, you know, in that space. But is less, certainly less relevant for for the experience I've had so far.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: definitely that's, I mean, it, it is a good thing that you have all these perks, but it also means that you're always here, you know, always yeah. in the same space, Yeah, which is not necessarily great. But how do you, so how do you recognize Have you ever been burnt out or felt burnt out? Obviously, I think this break that you're taking is kind of a sign of that.
0: Yeah, I think so. So, I don't think I've ever got to a stage where completely like broken down, but there's definitely been kind of points where I've realized, okay, work shouldn't feel like this. I need to just take a step back and reset. So, it's definitely been a few kind of patterns and stuff of when I'm really struggling to solve particular design issue just don't know how to tackle it um and usually that's a symptom of a couple of things it's that I've kind of been in my own little boxed world and not sort of experimented with new ideas or sought out new ideas so you kind of just become stuck in your own little mind hole essentially which is a terrible phrase um and it can also happen I think when you or the company is not doing enough user research because you find yourself very distant from the people that you're designing for, which is, of course, essentially the whole reason why UX as a discipline exists, um, to Mm -hmm. try and sort that out. But it can happen even when you've got established UX teams. You know, you get to a certain point, you're just getting the pressure on and you're trying to pump out features and you just forget that there's actual people that you're going to be designing for at the end of it.
1: Yeah that is a very common one I have to say I think the the lack of planning and you know in agencies and consultancies when you're selling like projects like UX projects um, the kind of the sale of like doing research is sometimes underestimated that and content is always underestimated mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like yeah you know we get to it we do use texting every day but even if you go very, very lean, there is still work involved in testing. You know, there's you need prototypes that they need to be functioning, you need um, space, you need recordings, and if not, you need to take notes. You need to, even if you just do very, very lean reporting, you still need to kind of gather your insights. And so it is work. And then if you don't have enough people in the team um, at all, which this happened to me a lot eh, when you didn't have people with the right skills, um, which is, is a bit of a challenge because then I was in situations where I was managing a project um, and I had very junior people or people who were not experienced <laughs> whatsoever um, doing this kind of work, which means that it added more pressure. Um, to you who are leading or whoever has got the experience because then you have to do your job and then help um the rest of the team as well um which is not ideal if you just have a short time frame but and that's where as you said that's when you start like forgetting or deprioritizing testing because you just need to turn like you just need to turn, turn designs quickly
0: <laughs> yeah and that's kind of the core problem i've seen with the agile approach in projects you know it can work and it does work um, pretty well for sort of feature delivery but you get sort of so just in the sausage machine that you never have a chance to step back and you lose sight of the bigger picture and I think that can be quite demotivating sometimes because you just sort of forget what you were trying to accomplish in the first place so yeah. it's quite important to have those periods of time where you can just step back look at the kind of design, the journey as a whole, reset back to what you originally trying to accomplish and just review it um, from that point of view rather than just constantly pushing out features, pushing out features, pushing out features. And I think the other trend is to just kind of put things out in the world that you're not really even sure if they're a good idea or not. And I think whilst that does have its benefits and you don't waste loads of time kind of building stuff that might not work, It's also, it's easy to fall into the trap of just being a bit lazy about it and putting no sort of thought into why you're doing something, which can be a bit depressing as well. Just Mm. saying, oh, what if I throw this screen out there, let's see what happens. Like that's not really a very satisfying way to design. I think it's much better to kind of understand the problem, the user, and then design something for that, generally speaking, or at least I find that a bit more fulfilling.
1: Yeah, and I do agree with what you were saying. I I mean, there's a lot of theory on, you know, MVPs or minimum valuable products and, you know, putting something out there, et cetera, et cetera. But if you put something out there that is not even good enough for a user to understand what the proposition is, right, I think that is... Is even worse than doing nothing to be honest because (laughs) I I seriously think I prefer to delay the project. When I was at um, my previous job there was a lot of that thing happening like oh let's just put some uh, you know um, landing pages out there and then the quality of it wasn't great so if you if you want good feedback um, you have to put something out there that is not perfect but at least communicates what you're trying to achieve and you have clear hypotheses of what you're trying to learn but not just like anything because as you yeah. said not very satisfying and also from an outcome perspective you're not going to get what you you're looking for if you do something that is not good enough
0: yeah you'll just end up even more confused which is just even more depressing
1: yeah <laughs> I mean I also think that especially on from my experience when I felt situations when I felt I was burning out um it was also the fact that I I was putting way too much pressure on myself and also not managing expectations um not necessarily just with other people but with myself as well so I kind of like thought that because I was a woman and I wasn't from this country and I was just trying to Demonstrate that I was good, right? I had to do more. So that, that is a constant, right? I, I, you kind of think, okay, I have to do this and that and that. And if they ask me to do more stuff, you know, I have to show them that yeah. I can uh because it's I'm in disadvantage, you know. That's kind of the perception I have about myself. Um, because obviously you're and it, it still happens, you know, you um, I work with people like English people who come from Oxford University, you know, like super smart people, you know, and then you you have the pressure of saying, Okay, I come from this you know, country in Latin America and I don't even speak English as a first language and, and my woman as well so there's a lot of pressure that you create for yourself and I'm not saying it's just applicable for me or people like me but sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself and then you realize that first of all like you're a productive life is actually very, very long. If you think about it, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost 40 and I still have another 20 years of like work. Um, so if you're doing something that is not giving you, um, uh, you know, it is not making you happy or you're doing something that's burning you out, it's not the end of the world if you leave it or if you say no, um, if, you know, you have opportunities in the future to grow and to be... And to be happier with what you're doing but there is a period uh, there was a period of my life when I thought I had to do it and that's what I bailed myself out because you know put a lot of pressure so just managing those expectations with yourself and with others I think is super key
0: yeah Um, and one of the things we were talking about in our last episode about transitioning to UX is if your job's not super fulfilling you know not every job is going to be changing the world or whatever we spoke about that before there's always the side hustle route which is to you obviously don't want to spend your whole life working but if there is something you can do on the sides which deals with a cause or a problem that you care about that can be quite a good I suppose motivation booster that you are making some positive change in the world um, even if it's not in your main job so that's another route you can consider
1: yeah definitely and also there's side hustles uh, or things that also like put yourself your mind out of the problems that you're facing so if you like doing yoga if you like exercising or like for example I love doing this podcast even if we have thousands or or just hundreds of, of listeners I just love doing it because it's a way of you know, keeping myself connected with something I love, which is design and, you know, and it's fun and it's fun to do with you as well. So I think it's something that you can always do. And if you help one person or two, or, you know, someone is listening to your message, it is good enough for me. And I think it doesn't have to be design related and it doesn't have to be work related, but you can find something that you love doing. Um, And also that helps you disconnect yourself from the reality of your job and perhaps you know clear up your mind and then next day when you're doing um, your job again you'll see it differently whereas if you just keep thinking about it like obsessing about it that's not going to help
0: yeah I've always been quite good at that separation I think like people uh... I see a lot of people going to UX meetups after work and stuff like this but for me as soon as I'm out of the office like I don't care about UX at all until the next morning pretty much um like for me I can just flip that switch and put my mind to other things smash out some tunes play on the ukulele <laughs>
1: but that's great like I mean I really envy people who can separate um love uh, it's a life from work
0: I think you can train yourself right
1: yeah you 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 can and 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 I'm I'm trying to do it uh, especially at the moment because it, it, and it's just finding those things that make you happy outside of of work of work um which if you know if you're so used to working really hard like I have been used to in the last you know 12 years um you get to this place when you have more time for yourself and you don't know who you are what you like doing you know you don't have any hobbies and because if you put too much attention to work then everything is around it um and once you realize oh my god what do i actually like but you're right you can train yourself to do that um and to enjoy it as well because not everything is about work
0: i think most people even if they're not doing it currently they'll have or will have had a thing in their life they can do where their minds just completely switches off and they're just focused on that one activity. So I think it's about understanding what that is, practicing, I suppose, making time for it if you don't currently, mm-hmm. and just having that period in the day or the week or wherever where you can just do that thing that you enjoy just for the sake of doing it um, and then switch off from everything else that's going on at work.
1: Yeah, there's, an- there's something else that is related to that point that, Um, we used to do a lot at Sapien which was more um, going out for an exhibition for example as a team like we were going through this project and we had a lot of things to do but then like let's just all together lunchtime let's just go to uh, the design museum or something you know or go to this place and have a look at this stuff which is you know something that we enjoy doing as a team but then also gives you like you know a little bit of like a headspace as well of I think about something different um and then when you, we came back to the problem then you will be fresh as well um that's something else that you could if you're in a team or something you can suggest to your manager or if you're the manager you can actually do it with your team because i think it is super useful um, and it doesn't have to be design or creative related it could be just like let's just go and play football or you know whatever <laughs> um, then, <laughs> at least something different that um you know as a team you can go and do uh, to kind of disconnect yourself from from the day-to-day of clients and deliverables and, you know, user testing, et cetera.
0: Yeah, you definitely need those mental breaks, like whatever form they take. It's pretty well known by this point that people can't concentrate for super long periods of time As we've as workshop facilitators we've seen many, many times over. So, yeah, it's important to just have those gaps in the day where you can not think about what you're doing for work for a few minutes, just reorganise your thoughts. If that's meditation, cool. If it's listening to a few tunes, yeah, all good. But yeah, just create that space for your mind to breathe. I suppose mixing up various body parts there, but you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tools right now. I mean, I have to say, I was a bit of a um, not necessarily uh, not believer, but I was just like I meditation i tried it before and i was like this is just not for me i can't shut up my mind you know it's just too <laughs> noisy in there um and i have started using an app called headspace which is um you know you can get it for free at google but it's only like a 70 pounds a year subscription um and it just it just really good because it's a bit like non pretentious because you you kind of like well that's just me I I used to associate meditation and yoga with pretentious like good looking girls who are absolutely stunning and skinny <laughs> and they can do all these <laughs> um, you know uh, positions and stuff and and then I I used to go there and feel really like. Um, overwhelmed by it because i was like oh no i'm not like them i'm not like this i can't be so like you know let's meditate yeah (laughs) (laughs) bendy and um pretty and also just you know meditation i was like i'm not able to do it but recently i've started using headspace and i think it's a very nice and kind of humble way of um just maybe it's just they just really simplify it to you just need to breathe and concentrate on your breathing, and that just makes you disconnect your thought, like your brain from your thoughts, and then you just kind of put attention to your body. Which I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of distracting the mind, isn't it? Did you think about all these things, but you suddenly just concentrate or focus on your the way your body is breathing, which is a constant thing that you can do any time of the day. You can just stop and just focus on how you're breathing, how your body can goes up and down and stuff like that, and that just basically puts your mind off anything else um so it made it really like a bit more tangible for me and a bit easier Uh to to understand of course I can't I still can't do visualizations and you know feel that I'm flying and stuff like that it's a bit harder. it takes more practice but I, I really recommend people just start it slow like this. And also like you can also set it up for like ten minute meditation or five minute meditation. You you can do it in the morning, evening, on the train. Sometimes I do it on the train as well. Um which is, you know, it's is, is really nice and, is, and, it's not, and it's with yourself so you don't have to be in a group of people and feel a bit embarrassed because you're making m- nos- n- noises and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> what kind of noises are you making?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know when people, I've been I to this yoga class and people started making like weird noises and I felt really oh embarrassed. <laughs> you
0: sure that was a yoga class? <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was. pretty, was... <laughs> pretty dodgy.
1: <laughs> no. Anyway.
0: Um, yeah, it's whatever gets your brain to shut up. Essentially, um, for me, like I'm the same as you. Meditation always found it pretty difficult. Yoga was alright, but I'm just not into the kind of mysticism, energy stuff like that. For me, just blasting drum and bass is my best way to relax. Like being relaxed stresses me out, so I need to get like really hyped up to to chill, which doesn't make much sense. But that's the way I'm built. um so yeah when the music's on my brain is not thinking about wireframes or anything like that so it's whatever works i think most people have got one or two things like that which will just get their brain to focus on the activity rather than everything else that's going on in the world
1: Mm -hmm. exactly that's all it is that's what you know when they talk about meditation and stuff that's all they they want you to achieve at the end it's just just be present doing what you are doing at that moment rather than thinking of all, all random stuff. That's it. Don't burn yourself out. Design is, it is good, but it's not worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should just end there.
1: <laughs> that is Life a is great more tagline important. for the podcast. Life is more important <laughs> than a bloody wireframe.
0: <laughs> I think the point is, you're not alone if you are feeling burnt out um there's plenty of stuff I think you can try and experiment with to unburn yourself out um but if it's really just not a good environment to be working in then yeah strongly consider if it's worth your mental and physical health to stay there um Mm -hmm. if there's anything else you can do to ease the pain like side hustles, stuff like that
1: that's it and if you don't like your job just Go do something
0: else. Okay. Cool. Well, see you next time then.
1: See you next time. Adios. Search and subscribe to Design
0: Untangled using your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. Follow us on the web at designuntangled.co.uk or on Twitter at designuntangled. Become a better designer with online mentoring at uxmentor.me.